Hello, everybody. This is Chad from The Nitty Gritty. I want to thank you for joining us in this special audio compilation of our first six stupid questions. We have uh, compiled the first six of them into one audio podcast for you. Thank you. How's it going, everybody? This is The Nitty Gritty. This is our new Nitty Gritty short segment, the Nitty Gritty Stupid Question segment, where one of us will ask the other a random question, and we have to think of an answer on the fly. These are not long-winded questions. We're not going to stop and go do research. We're going to think of whatever comes to the top of our head. And this week, our first stupid question is going to be asked by Leonard. Right. And I tell you what, I've actually, I'm going to let you, you pick. Give me a number between one and five. Three. Three. So you get question number three. Question number three on the five that I had. You have a time machine and can bring one wrestler from any time period to the present day. So who from what time period and would you have them work for WWE or AEW? That is a fascinating question. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I, you know, if you want a minute to think, I can I can get because, of course, I thought about this question. So I have right. an answer. Right. Well, you know what? I, I have I have an answer. Okay. Um, sort of. And I would have this person work for WWE. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that although I'm not as big of a fan of the WWE product these days, the one of the videos that circulated in the past couple years that I watched was a, I guess it was from like a, a convention of some sort where they're advertising a new a WWF video game. This is not the new game that's out, coming out now or out now. But this was an older game. And one of the people that did a promo for it was Savage. And mm-hmm. Savage appeared in this video. This was before he, right before he died. He okay. had I think I remember beard. seeing this, yes. Yeah. He had a white beard, but he was still Savage. He still sounded like Savage. And you could hear the crowd at this convention be excited by the fact that he was doing this advertisement. And who knows what it would have led to. So I would transport randy savage and i would probably transport him to a more modern time period maybe not today but possibly when like somebody like cm punk was at his his peak and you know have that match you know a cm punk randy savage match maybe is like as, as a dream match um or you could you could put savage with many different people i think um, you know, Savage versus The Rock, Savage versus Cena. You could have a lot of different people there. And I'm not thinking in terms of star ratings. I'm just thinking in terms of who could he be a high profile opponent for or to have one last hoorah in uh, the company that really made him a star. So that's the first person that came came to mind, really. Now, oddly enough, the first person I thought of that I wanted to use was Randy Savage as well. And I was thinking mid, like around 1987, Randy Savage, go get him. And I would probably brought him to AEW because you would have fantastic matches with Punk, with Daniel, Daniel Bryan or Ryan Danielson. Yeah. Um, Oxley even, I think, would be a good opponent. That's probably um, the most logical opponent now that you mention it. Like, yeah. Those yeah. two guys really, I mean, they get, those, both those guys have an aggressive style. So, yeah, yeah, I like yeah. that. Even I'm not a, an Omega fan, him and Omega, um, you know, it, it, anybody I think uh, towards the top of their card right now 
would match up pretty well with Savage, I, I would think. So he was the first he was the first guy that, that that I thought of. And then I was trying to quickly think of somebody else to bring forward. And maybe the only other guy I could think of would be say a Ricky Steamboat uh from yeah. around the same period. Uh, just the way that Steamboat could work. Imagine Steamboat and Punk and Steamboat and Brian and and, and some of the guys that um AEW has or, or even bringing him back. I mean when he came back briefly at that WrestleMania and he wrestled Jericho and he could still go, I think that showed not only just how good Steamboat always was, but the fact how the connection that he had with the fans, the fans were so into that. So Steamboat might be another one I could think of off off the top of my head uh, on that one. one Since, since we both said Savage, which makes total sense. We think a lot alike. I know we're both, huge huge marks for for randy savage yeah i mean it's you know the thing is it's like it's a sad story his his end was very sad and the fact that he never got to come back and make amends with some some of the people that he might have wanted to or needed to um i know hogan has said that they talked before he died but uh you know it would have been cool to see like a full circle moment there um a hogan a peak hogan against a peak cena popped into my head very briefly but then i was like "Eh," you know so there there's there's lots of ideas there let us know what you think next week we will have probably a another stupid question for you so let us know your answers thank you for joining us and this is another edition of our nitty-gritty stupid questions which is a short series of videos that we are starting here and this week I will be asking the question and I'm going to do the same thing Leonard did. Leonard, I'm going to ask you to pick a number between one and five. Oh, okay. I'm going to go with three. Three. All right. So Leonard, what wrestler do you think you could beat in a fight? Um, uh, Drake Maverick. Drake Maverick comes to mind. Uh, Marco Stunt immediately comes to mind. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Miss Elizabeth. Oh wow, we're going there. Well, you know, I'm trying. I'm trying to think. Women. She was probably one of the weakest women. I would. I, I, would, I would say. Um, you know, I I I, uh, I want to say Hornswoggle, but I think it's close. Yeah, I think that one's a close one. I think that one's a close one. Um, maybe Mikey Whipwreck. Yeah, I don't know what uh, Mikey looks like these days. Yeah, maybe uh, maybe Spike Dudley. Oh yeah, really 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 old guys. Um. You know, I'm trying. I'm trying to think of of uh, maybe, maybe you know what I could probably take Ric Flair anymore. I, you know what I agree with you. You could probably take Ric Flair. Probably uh, take Ric Flair. I'm gonna say you know what, and you might not agree. I'm gonna say the Miz and or and or MJF. I I I would beat the ever loving you know what out of out of those two guys for sure. And you know what I think I could I think I could have a pretty good uh, fisticuffs with Jungle Boy. Absolutely. Jungle Boy is small, but he's but you know he's he's scrappy. He's scrappy. Maybe that's the word I'm looking for. He's scrappy. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So you know, I, I don't know that I I really put my thinking cap on with women, but uh, yeah, I'm I'm gonna I might leave that one alone. But uh, <laughs> I'm trying to think of other people that come to mind. I think there's some referees that I could probably take too. What do you think about probably that? some referees, maybe, maybe some of the announcers, some of the ring announcers, um, like so the the girls that take the the jackets at ringside. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, Mike McGurk. 
Mark, Mark Eaton, if he's still alive. <laughs> I don't know. If Mark oh, 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 Lance Russell. Lance. <laughs> Bob Cottle. Bob Cottle, I think, is still with us. Yeah. Any, any of those guys. So, I, so people who are incredibly small or incredibly old. That's, those, those, that, that's, that's the type of physical fitness you're getting here on the nitty gritty. Yeah. You, either yeah. you're young. Or I'm sorry, either you're really small or really old. Yes. Really young. Who's that nine-year-old that Kenny Omega had the match with? Or Nicholas, Braun Strowman's tag team champion partner. I don't know. I think Nicholas could whip my ass. I think I think <laughs> I think Nicholas could take me out. Well, it's been a few years, so he probably Yeah, I think I remember seeing something that he actually worked like an indie show. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah, I don't know if that was a joke or or I saw someone on Facebook say something about how he worked an indie show. I'm challenging Nicholas to a yeah. part right now. Because he might, because he's why He would be in his late teens by now, right? Yeah, yeah. Main, main event of WrestleMania 50. It's going to be Nicholas versus uh, Dominic Mysterio. That's Dominic Mysterio, easily. I, yeah, definitely. Uh, Ma- Maxwell Hardy. Okay. <laughs> how old? Matt Ma- Ma- Hardy's children. They, they've worked. They've worked matches. Yes. All right. On that note, thank you for joining us for this edition of Stupid Questions, and we will see you next time. This is another edition of our Nitty Gritty Stupid Questions, which is a series of videos with short answers that we think of on the fly, no research, just whatever comes to the top of our head. So this week, we are going to have Leonard ask the question. Yes. And another thing we seem to be doing is we're giving each other a choice of number. So... Chad, give me a number between one to five. All right, we'll do two. Two this time. So, um, okay, uh, this is a good one. I like this one. Space aliens come to Earth and want to know about professional wrestling for whatever reason. It doesn't matter. So what one single match would you show them to explain professional wrestling? Oddly enough, the first match that comes to mind, which is probably if I had to think about it for a couple minutes, it wouldn't be. But the first match that came to mind when you said this question was Bret Hart versus Steve Austin at uh, WrestleMania 13. Okay. Um, uh, you know, that was a great bit of storytelling in the ring, a great bit of storytelling outside of the ring. The match was dramatic and just one of the best ever. Um, so that one comes to mind right away. Um, in terms of everything that wrestling has to offer, it's one of my favorite matches of all time. And I say this to everybody because it has everything that you'd want to see. And that would be Savage versus Warrior at WrestleMania 7. Um, if you incorporate the match, the story, what happens afterwards, that is professional wrestling, in my opinion. Like, like from start to finish, that's what you look for. You look for a great contest in the ring. You look for a great storyline, a happy resolution. Don't look much farther than that one. Um, so yeah, those are the two that come to mind. I could probably list a, a bunch of them, Leonard. Do you have one that came to mind for you? One, one that came to mind for me, and you might find this unusual, but I think it fits all the criteria you just laid out. Um, Ric Flair versus Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania 24. Yeah, that's a good one. Great storyline. I think that's a nice mix of, of talent. You had flair from basically two generations before. Sean was sort of the generation before, plus of the current. Um, 
you know, guys who were very schooled in the old style of wrestling, but also the new style of wrestling. It's a match not too old, but not too new. Uh, again, great storyline coming into it. Great story told within the match. Um, epic ending. Everything that, that, that you said uh, fits with that one. Yeah, and you know, another one I just thought of would probably be Savage and Hogan at WrestleMania Five. Uh, again, like that's like a long story buildup. Mm-hmm. and it's something that would be easily to understand for aliens you know one match that i think everybody looks at as five stars but i don't know that i would it would be on my list of matches to show aliens to explain wrestling would be the tlc matches um yeah because i feel like if you were showing this to somebody who's never heard of wrestling they would look at it and they'd be like what's going on these guys are just crashing into each other why are they doing this like <laughs> yeah it, yeah it's not it's not i think especially if it's like the first thing that you're showing yeah. like it, it's sort of the question of if, if someone isn't a wrestling fan like we talked about the fact that our wives don't watch wrestling but they will occasionally see stuff via us watching it so it's sort of a different spin on that type of question because i'm you know it's more about someone who has no concept of of, of what it is right more or less. Another one, that, since you mentioned Savage a couple of times, Savage versus Steamboat at WrestleMania 3. Great match, great storyline going into that. Yeah. Uh, maybe just show them the career of Randy Savage. <laughs> yeah. It's funny. His name keeps coming up in these stupid questions. Uh, yes, yes. He Well, he I, a favorite of both of ours. Yeah. You know, great long career. Yeah, tons of really, really good matches. Here's, let me ask you this. How, what, what's your feelings on Hogan versus Andre from WrestleMania 3? Well, I like, I mean, that's a classic storyline as well. That's like, I don't want to say David versus Goliath, but, uh, you know, it, it's a large David, Goliath versus Goliath 1A. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's akin to that, though. It's, you know, this contest where you have somebody that's never been defeated. That was the storyline going in against the, you know, the crowd favorite, the champion, you know, and you see that in action movies. You see that in, you know, real life wars you know like the underdog versus the you know undefeated uh you know unstoppable force uh what you know gorilla monsoon the uh irresistible force versus the immovable object type thing and i think that that's a classic story to tell so i think that that would be a good one i don't know that like if they were to watch that that would be their first match like it's not the most technically sound match right but it is one that you can see that the crowd loves wrestling and is very into it. So I think it fits. It might not be my first choice. Mm-hmm. I would say anything with Doink the Clown. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like, you know, especially versus Crush at WrestleMania 9 mm-hmm. you know, with the, you know, the prosthetic arm, I think. Or no, that was that happened in the leading up to. <laughs> yes, yes. In, in, uh, uh, was, was Doink and Crush at WrestleMania 9? I thought it was Doink and... I thought that, no, I thought it was Crush and Repo Man. I'm pretty sure because didn't uh, Doink hit Crush with the prosthetic arm and that apparently put him out for like weeks. Maybe that's it. But I know Crush and Repo Man had a match at some point. So basically, anything with with Crush, I think, would would also be good for the. Understandably so. Just have them view the career of Crush going from a Hawaiian surfer to you know an an evil martial artist to yeah. a biker. Yeah. Then, oh well, you forgot he was a third member of Demolition. <laughs> yeah, third member. Of Dem- third yeah. member of Demolition. Then he was the 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 Hawaiian. 
then he was uh, the fake martial artist. I think artist. they'd be just confused. Like, and then he, and then he, and then he, then he uh, hung out with Bomb and smoked a lot of weed. Yeah, like who is this? Is this your, uh, you know, top wrestler? He can do so much. Yeah. You know, you know, no, no, no. You know, who you show the alien say this is the greatest wrestler of all time. Kiss Demon. Kiss Demon. Yeah. Kiss Demon, because that would I think fry their minds. Brooklyn Brawler. He's everywhere. Uh, all right. Well. Let us know who you think, or what matches you think. Uh, yeah, we, yeah, we kind of went off on a tangent. Yeah, we did, but that's all right. Mm-hmm. Um, let us know what you think of our choices, if you agree or disagree. For Leonard, my name is Chad, and we will see you next time. This is another edition of our Nitty Gritty Stupid Questions, where we go over short topics, and we answer right off the top of our head, no preparation. Mm-hmm. And this week... It's my turn to ask the question. So, Leonard, you're going to have to choose a number between one and four this time. Okay, I didn't reload. I'm going to go I'm going to go bottom of the list. I'll go four. All right. See, this is an interesting one. You're going to have to think about this for a second. Oh, no, no, no. So, in your opinion, mm-hmm. what wrestler had the worst promo skills? Oh, God. Jeff Farmer immediately comes to mind because they're not very famous <laughs> YouTube. Maybe, uh, maybe somebody people have heard of. Yes, it's someone people have heard of. If you have if you don't know the Jeff Farmer promo, go find the Jeff Farmer promo. And I believe Jumpin' Jeff Farmer is a different guy than NWO Sting Jeff Farmer. I believe those are two different Jeff Farmers. Um I'm trying I'm trying to think, you know, there are guys who you consider good promos, but when you try to analyze what they're saying, they don't make any sense. Yeah. Uh, uh, Billy Graham. I love Superstar Billy Graham's promos. They're batshit insane. They don't make any sense. Warrior, Ultimate Warrior, of course, Hulk Hogan, of course. But the, but they have so much intensity. Oh, uh, Hogan. Hogan is a low blow. Most of Hogan's promos were the same or pretty even keel. But I guess maybe in his more, let's say, extracurricular activity years where maybe he was doing stuff outside the ring they got a little insane but yeah i'm trying i'm trying to because i know people in comments will probably throw out tons of names i'm trying to think of some other guys i'll tell you a couple that came to my head um Mm -hmm. one is and i love this guy's character i love watching his matches but he absolutely always needs a mouthpiece and that is bobby lashley Mm -hmm. um you know he is gotten better over the years but i think that he needs a mouthpiece because he just comes across as too wooden on the mic on his own and you know it's just one of those things you either have it or you don't like he's just such an imposing guy and has such a great background of legitimate you know wrestling and fighting um that he's there but he he needs a mouthpiece um jeff hardy comes Mm -hmm. to mind as well jeff hardy great in the ring fans love him but can you name a Jeff Hardy promo that you love? <laughs> Probably not. Uh, you just you, because he just isn't a promo guy, really. You can't really say he's awful, but he's just not really a promo guy in general. Um, one I thought of as you were talking was uh, Ronnie Garvin. We, okay. we know I'm a big Ronnie Garvin fan. Yeah. Uh, but but he one he's French Canadian, so he has this kind of one you know that kind of patois accent, which yeah makes some of his pronunciations kind of uh, like Dino Bravo. Dino Bravo kind of kind of tough, 
And he would often stumble over his words. He would repeat things or just say things in an awkward manner. Um, I'm, I was trying real quick to find it. I can't find it. But I know there's an infamous Dr. Death Steve Williams promo that I think it's from the first Clash of the Champions where he just doesn't say much of, of anything and kind of loses his train of thought. Well, and, if you're thinking along those lines, a lot of people would probably think it's criminal if we don't mention Sid. Sid, yeah, yeah, you know, Sid especially. What, what was the line? You're, I've got half the brains and I'm half the man <laughs> or something like that. Or yeah. the time where, what, what was the pay-per-view like? He, he was doing a promo and he flubbed up and he said, okay, let's restart. And Jim, Jim Ross, Ross is like, we're live, pal. We're live, we're, yeah, we're live, pal. Yeah, we're live. Yeah, we're live. And, uh, you know, Sid, his promo skill, like when he was short and sweet, you know, and, you know, just I'm the ruler of the world, that type thing, like he was fine. But when he had to, as the Attitude Era grew and you had to give longer promos that were more interesting because you had so much competition in that area all the time, of guys that could talk for a long time and be interesting, Sid kind of fell fell short a little bit. Now, thinking of managers who are a bad promo, Mr. Fuji comes to mind, and that and that's more of the Thanks. language barrier with 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 him. But you know, that was the thing. So Yokozuna, they didn't want to talk, yeah. so he had Fuji, and because Fuji couldn't talk, they had to bring in Jim Cornette. Get worst promo uh, manager, Kimchi. Tim Chi, yeah. So I, I, I don't know if he ever. I was trying to see. Now I'm trying to think of guys who had like two managers. And um, Yoko, Yoko had two. We had Jim, Jim Cornette and, and Mr. Fuji, and then Kamala had Harvey Whippleman and Kimchi. I never cared for Slick. I that Slick has a certain style in in the long term fantasy booking. Well, yeah, that, I mean, is that pun intended? He's the doctor of style. He's a doctor of style. In the long range fantasy booking thing that I've I've mentioned, I have Slick as a manager and he's managing uh Will Hobbs and Odyssey Jones. Okay. They're called Power Station and they're my tag team champion. Power Station. Power Station. <laughs> great name. Yes, yes. Their their finisher is the blackout. I I like like yeah, and, and but but so I've been writing you know slick promos. Yeah, and and and, and I'm just trying like uh, just trying to make him sound like he's in the movie Break into Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> it's kind of what I do, just that kind of '80s jive talk. All right, That's what I do with slick. I like that. Well, let us know who you think has the worst promo skills. Was there somebody we forgot? And uh, feel free to disagree or agree with our choices. For Leonard, my name is Chad. And we will see you next time. This is another edition of our Nitty Gritty Stupid Questions, where we ask each other questions of relatively short topics, and we just talk about whatever answer comes to the top of our head. No research, uh, just on the fly. And this time, it will be Leonard asking the question. All right. So once again, I'm going to give Chad a choice of question. It's one through four, as he gave me last time as well. So give me a number, one through four. We'll go two again. We'll go two again. Oh, great. Um, Young Rock is currently on television. I didn't know. Have you have you watched any Young Rock? I've seen clips. So you kind of know the the idea. It's 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 yeah. the Rock's life uh, from being a little kid to a teenager to a young man in college and then going on to wrestling. So what other pro wrestler do you think should get the Young Rock treatment? A television show that would trace them from their young days to the present 
And it could be past or present. I'll say that. Okay. All right. Well, that's, uh, that's a good question. I mean, if you're going along the lines of Young Rock and the family legacy there, one of the people that would come to mind is Randy Orton. Um, if you're mm-hmm. going another direction of somebody who doesn't necessarily have a legacy, a family legacy in wrestling, I, you know, maybe John Cena comes to mind. Uh, that that's another one just because you know i think he was relatively suburban upbringing but you know this is a guy you know maybe uh see i'm trying to think of also wrestlers that could if they're appearing as themselves could be somewhat charismatic yeah because obviously somebody like brock lesnar has a really interesting story you know but like how would you (laughs) would you watch an episode of a sitcom that was introduced by brock lesnar (laughs) i don't know I don't know if anybody would really. Um, but yeah, those are two that come to mind. Um, I'd have to, let me, let me put my thinking cap on about some others or any of the, sure. you know what, well, the most natural spinoff would probably be Roman Reigns since he's the rock's cousin. As a spinoff. What, sure, yeah. And what made me think about this question was uh, there was a recent episode where Roman is there as a little kid where the, he's rock sitting with the rest of his family and they're watching wrestling and, and Joe attacks him from behind and they kind of do a little breakout box hey this guy turns into roman reigns and here's who he is oh wow so that, okay. so that would make the the most natural spinoff um the other one i thought of again along your lines of family lineage would be cody rhodes yeah true yeah um you know again grew, grew up in the business with the dad who wrestled and, and a dad who was on a much higher level than rocky johnson for a much longer period of time and the fact that he had an older brother that wrestled and dustin and, and the fact that they eventually became very close from everything I know, you know, how they work together. Um, I would be very interested to see how he got with Brandy in the first place and their relationship, especially sure. since a mixed race couple, if there was any friction there with either of their families. I don't know if there was. Um, but um, and since Cody's always someone that talks about his dad and his brother and his family. Sure. Um, I think that makes sense there. And then another another one that came to mind when you were talking was uh, was Hulk Hogan. Now, of course, anything from Hogan would be probably filled with. Now, if you've ever watched Young Rock, they take a lot of liberties with the story. But I think that's the right. writer themselves, not necessarily Dwayne Johnson. Hogan would tell a bunch of stories that no one would verify. And then you would sit there and go, what what's going on now? But um, well, you, Hogan has a biopic coming out at some point. True, 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 true. But again, when you said someone charismatic, I was thinking, well, you know, someone who's done other outside acting. and, and Well, in terms of family stuff, if you're going for, you know, gimmick sitcom, then you would have to do the Dudley Boys. Then we could see their, their family history. Yes, I think that, that, that would be if you're going for, for like straight farce, I think would be. Or the Hollies. Or the Hollies would be I watch a show. I've watched a show called The Hollies. Molly no. Holly. Did Brad you? Holly. Did did you did you see the Big Show sitcom the, the Big Show show? I did. You know what? My kids and and I actually enjoyed it for what it was. It got canceled like yeah. right away, but uh, it wasn't bad. I mean, there was the wrestling connection which hooked me in, obviously. But mm-hmm. I've I've seen worse sitcoms. You know, it it, it was a ama- you know it was your typical family sitcom just with that twist. But it, it wasn't it wasn't bad. Yeah, I watched the first episode of it. It was it was was it on Netflix? Was that what it was on? Yes. Yeah. It reminded me more of a Disney Channel sitcom. Yeah, and I think that it got like at that time Netflix had so much content all yeah. the time and you know, 
Eric and I, when we were doing dailies to downloads, talked about this a lot, which is that stuff gets lost after a week. It, get, it gets lost and it's hard to then track it down. So you have a very short shelf life in terms of browsing and like, oh, what should we watch? And I, I think that was at least part of the reason why the big show's show got mm -hmm. canned. But. Now, now you could do the big show uh, as, as a, a rock sitcom because then you can see about his life growing up with Andre the Giant as his father. Absolutely. That's, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I agree. I think that that's the one that they should go with. <laughs> I still like my idea about the Hollies. Yes, yes. Well, I, I love I love the Hollies, particularly Molly. So that would be. Uh, oh, oh, the all oh, the hillbilly cousins, hillbilly Jim, and his <laughs> living in the what the Kentucky backwoods or or uh, the Godwins, the Godwins God, as well. You know what? That, that's what you do. It's the hillbilly Jim family and the Godwins, and the they're Godwins like, could appear in the hillbilly Jim. Like the they're like the uh, um, you know the uh, uh, was it the shoot. The McCoys, you know, the feuding families. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. See, again, this is what you do when you're not prepared. When you're off the top of your head, you can't remember things. <laughs> the Jims versus the uh, Godwins. Yes. Yeah, I, I like that. Well, we've, again, gone off the rails. Yeah. I, I think that's, that, that's the natural stopping point when we get as far away as we possibly came from the original question. <laughs> and when, we, when we're talking about shows with the Godwins facing the uh, Jim family. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Hatfields and McCoys. That's what I was trying to think of. The Hatfields yeah. and yeah. McCoys. That's what it would be like. I'd much rather watch the Jims versus the Godwins. No. But anyway, let us know what you think of this question, if you have different answers. And for Leonard, my name is Chad, and we will see you next time. This is volume six of our Stupid Questions series, where we ask the other person question and they answer right off the top of their head with no chance to do any research and it always gives interesting uh answers and we usually end up kind of going down a rabbit hole but we will see what happens this time and as is the custom leonard you're gonna have to pick a number between one and five i'm gonna go with three all right which wrestler had the best ring attire oh that's such a general and broad question. Um, you know, immediately I, my mind goes old school to someone like Ric Flair that had all the beautiful robes and a different robe. He was like Elvis Presley with all the jumpsuits. That's you know, true. A different jumpsuit and a different cape for different shows. Uh, Flair had so many just gorgeous robes. Uh, you know, I've always been partial to the tie-dye macho man era you know with the cowboy hat and the tie-dye shirts and well see and that's what i was going to say when it comes to actual like you answered the way i probably would have expected <laughs> when i wrote this question i was thinking more along the lines of actual in-ring attire but <laughs> rick flair is very good answer as far as the robes go that's you know that's that that's a good answer yeah, if we're talking like tights and trunks and and such you know i've always liked the midnight express uh, like the purple trunks that had like kind of the moons and the stars uh, on yeah. it. Uh, you answered good with Macho Man, which is not one that initially came to mind, but that's yeah. a really good one because especially as he became Macho King, like yes. he had some really good 
um, like long tights. He went away from the uh, the regular trunks. Yeah, the short trunks and became more elaborate later on. Uh, you know, Jake Roberts with the snakeskin boots and and the snake imagery on his tights. Uh, Rick Rude, of course. That that's that's like has to be a top five for everybody, right? Right, right. You know, and especially you know when he had Jake on on his tights and and, and things Jake's like wife. that. <laughs> Jake's wife and the warrior and all those. Uh, you know, th those are certainly very elaborate tights. Uh, I'm trying to think. You, you know, Andre the Giant singlet is so classic, you know, with the one yeah, shoulders. I'm, I'm glad you went to something like that. When it comes to classic stuff, for whatever reason, the first person that came to mind was Bret Hart. And it's. I think it's because the pink and the black is just so iconic with his character. Right, yeah. Mm -hmm. And it just, it stands out. Those Those colors just seem to go well together. It's like, to this day, if I see anything that's hot pink and black, I just think about the Heart Foundation. Yeah. Well, like, you know what? You know what I also love is like the alternate uh, people. Like you talk about the Heart Foundation, they have they have blue and black com combo, which was true. very rare to that's see. True. And you know, Hogan at times had uh, blue trunks. Yeah. That were very rare to see. So I think I think alter alternates like that are fun. It's like you're playing a video game and you hit like, you know, the C button to get the alternate trump combo yeah and that comes up um here's a question back to you would you consider masks to be part of ring of tire yeah i suppose they should be absolutely i mean because yeah. I mean, especially especially in mexico that's like an essential part of your character and costume so so yeah absolutely and in in that vein i'd probably have to go hooventude <laughs> Yeah, well, Ray, of course, has had a bunch of alternate masks. He's obviously and, the most popular, yeah. Yeah, different themes. Uh, uh, you know, you know I, I, well, he did well, different comic book characters over the years, Wolverine, things like that, with the color schemes and the masks. Yeah. Uh, you know, Tiger Mask is a great one. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, well, Tiger Mask, there was Black Tiger, um, mm -hmm. you know, a whole bunch of those good ones in Japan. And I don't know when I, when I was just th thinking of Hooventude, the fact that he was able to do what he was in that just elaborate, large mask is just amazing to me. Like doing it in a mask at all seems difficult for somebody like me, but like, yeah. it's well, it cuts off your peripheral vision. I would, I would think. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, so yeah, like, thought... Leonard, if you were a wrestler, what, what ring attire would you do? Would, would you do the standard trunks or the, the Andre singlet, or uh, I would, I would do, I would do long, I would, I would do long trunks because I have terrible white legs. I have very, <laughs> very white, white pale legs, so I would definitely go with the long trunks. Um, I would assume if I'm wrestling, I'm in better shape than I am now. Well, that's what I was gonna say. If I'm in the shape I am now, I'd have to go with the Zach Gallon route. Which is like you know I don't know t-shirt and like baggy shorts, <laughs> yeah type of thing. Um, you know, right now I'm probably built like Jim Nightheart. So, <laughs> so maybe so maybe the 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 uh, the, the Heart Foundation type uh, singlet. You know, I say Zach Gallon because that would mask my lack of muscular definition. That's yeah, cool. <laughs> you, you know, and today you see more guys dressed like that, like t-shirt and jeans yeah. or. Oh, and I think that really started with with John Cena. You know, when Cena started wrestling in the jorts, yeah, and and uh, a shirt. Uh, you know, he would take the shirt off, but come in the ring in the t-shirt with the cap, all cap, things like that. Right now, there's a lot of guys that that wrestle in. That. And you know, one thing I see on the indie circuit a lot is um, 
guys will they're they will wear tennis shoes but they have like i don't know you would i guess you would call them spats but they they'll have like things over the shoe to make it look like a boot oh that's yeah that's weird but if you're in the if you're in the front row which we often sit in you know in the front row of these indie shows you can tell that it's a tennis shoe that they've got like a spat over so it looks like a boot these are usually like the beginner guys right like the guys who have been wrestling for for 10 to 15 years they have they have real boots yeah so and a lot of these guys too will wrestle in like the shorts and the common uh clothes if i had to wear tennis shoes i'd just wear them proudly but hey yeah or or go barefoot there you go put that into your gimmick that's not done enough yeah um all right well let us know what you think. If you have any different picks, uh, please uh, comment on our YouTube video and uh, check out our full length episodes. Check us out on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. For Leonard, my name is Chad. See you next time.